0: You're listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. Recently, we asked volunteers to tell us what their favorite items are in the archive, which special collections they're most excited by. In this episode, we're sharing a conversation we had with an archive volunteer.
1: So my name is Dane Michael and I'm uh, calling in from Oakland, California right now.
0: Dane Michael is a PhD candidate in the media and communications program at Rutgers University in New Jersey. Currently, because of COVID, Dane relocated to Oakland, where he's involved in radical spaces and organizing there. We speak with Dane not only about his favorite zines in the archives collection, but also about his travels to social centers and squats in Spain. As well as his interest in collecting and donating mutual aid ephemera.
1: I've always been fascinated by zine culture, whereas Raisin, kind of like the punk's punk and indie rock subculture of things, so. You would definitely see zines at punk shows, hardcore shows. I went to an anarchist book fair in 2008 in Los, an- Los Angeles. It was the very first anarchist book fair in Los Angeles, actually, and that was the time when I first kind of saw zines in the, like a large sense of things. Zines have always kind of stood out to me as something I find fascinating. So, of course, when I went to Interference Archive, that was like the, I think the very first thing I looked for when I came in there.
0: One of Dane's favorite zines he's seen at the archive is Doris, a long-running autobiographical feminist zine series created by Cindy Crabb, who is a trauma therapist, author, musician, and feminist.
1: It's definitely one of the popular zines that's been long running and like very like a, a standout zine within zine culture in the at least in the North American English language context of things. And it does it does an amazing job of blending personal narratives with very philosophical examinations of life. So how does the main author, the protagonist of the zine, understand their life in a philosophical way, lived experience as the ultimate uh, philosophy?
0: Doris was first published in 1993 and is still being published today. It's an example of a per-zine, a.k.a. personal zine. Some editions of Doris are in the archive's collection, and the archive has a couple thousand zines in its collection.
1: Kind of like noticeable trends that you see within zines of like very like, of course, very DIY, like do-it-yourself style, like made by hand, like covers, either like collage covers, like using collage art that has a kind of like Dadaist or surrealist kind of genealogy influence to it. And then usually definitely a lot of times a very strong punk subculture.
0: Zines address perspectives that are not presented in popular culture or media production such as anarchist, queer, trans, and feminist perspectives.
1: These other ways to challenge standardization by making zines as quirky as possible, which I always find kind of funny because it's usually a blend of like really serious with really humorous kind of like elements to it. I think that's why I like about zines so much is just the unusualness of it. Like the the ideas that are kind of rare and hard to find in other media uh, publications, along with the actual aesthetics, form and ideas are uh, intertwined. That's another thing that stood out to me about Interference Archive, because there's so many folks involved that have a librarian, archivist kind of background in a professional sense, or even maybe in an amateur sense. Um, And I mean amateur in a positive way in the sense of like people who are really invested in preservation of these print publications and want to see it well organized in such a way that the average person can come across it and have a way of being able to retrieve an item, you know, within a reasonable amount of time.
0: It's interesting because zines defy standardization, so it can be tough for libraries to find a way to organize them.
1: Um, cataloging science is all about standardization these these conflict con- kind of like a conflict of worldviews which i kind of like um, so there's a beauty to it but then it's also a challenge like how do I find these zines? and interference archive I think has done a really good job of usually it's alphabetical order by title or some type of like genre format
0: at the archive we want people to explore the materials in its collection the archive believes in use as preservation
1: yeah that's a uh, Definitely something that won me over to Interference Archive, wanting to be involved. It kind of com- combine my interest in library science with radical um, social movement culture.
0: Dane also regularly donates print materials to Interference Archive's collection, expanding the voices and stories housed at the archive. He talks about some of the print materials he's collected during travels to Madrid, Barcelona, and Valencia in Spain, visiting radical spaces, social centers, and squats.
1: And it was just interesting to see kind of what's the difference between radical spaces in, like, say, Spain or in a large parts of Western Europe and relationship to radical spaces in like the US and Canada. The big thing is a lot of these spaces in Spain, Italy, and elsewhere are squatted. So like illegal occupations of like large public spaces. So people live there a lot of times and they have like a giant like communal space area, like a living room. And you'll see like usually zines and other things going on that are like very much about like DIY um, and kind of educational type things, almost like free schools where people are trying to teach each other skills.
0: One of Dane's favorite publications that he encountered on this trip is by the anarchist group Total Por Hacer.
1: It's this like large uh, broadsheet uh, anarchist publication that's just, you know, very huge, almost kind of outlandish looking for how big it is. It feels like it's like 24 by 12 kind of size format.
0: Toro Por Hacer is a free anarchist print publication that's distributed around Barcelona, Madrid, and other regions in Spain. Dane brought a copy of Toro Por Hacer back with him to the U.S. and donated it to Interference Archive. It feels
1: really nice to uh, be able to bring over some of that stuff from the kind of lived experience I had while in Madrid and Spain and bring it over to the U.S. for folks to see what it's like. <laughs>
0: Social centers are so much more than just a place for learning and community. They're also a place where individuals' basic needs can be met. So they exist
1: not just for community building or for like hangout. They're kind of oriented towards mutual aid um, in the sense of like sometimes it's almost temporary housing for folks, at least in the daytime sense of things, If, if a public space is open and people are hanging out who might be unhoused. It's a temporary housing where they can, you know, char- charge their phones, get clean water, uh, use the restroom. Especially uh, one thing that stood out to me during COVID is how public restrooms and uh, ability to get, like, clean, drinkable water has become even more uh, difficult, um, more dis- disenfranchised.
0: This idea of mutual aid is something that we're hearing about a lot these days in the popular public consciousness during the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: Mutual aid is more about, like... This is a really deeply ingrained, intimate form of, like, sharing resources and trying to challenge the class system.
0: Dane is part of a few mutual aid groups in Oakland, Berkeley, and San Francisco, such as East Bay Food Not Bombs, Omni Commons, Bound Together Bookstore Collective, Prisoners Literature Project, and North Oakland Mutual Aid. We've included links to this mutual aid work in our show notes. Some mutual aid zines are housed at Interference Archive. We talked about how many mutual aid projects right now exist primarily on social media, especially during the pandemic. People are not outside or gathering as much and do not have as many opportunities to come across print materials. But print formats are unique and special in that they exist without a filter bubble that is nearly inescapable when using the internet.
1: That's what I like about flyers and other print forms. There's more of like a magical beauty, like a serendipitous kind of like connotation of how people find out about mutual aid and stuff like that.
0: Dane is always thinking about the preservation of information, identifying what's happening now in organizing work that really needs to be saved as a resource for the future.
1: Like we can learn from it in a current sense of like what's going on maybe at the current moment, especially during COVID-19. But also learn about it in a historical gene- genealogical kind of sense. I think that's one of the big things about interference archive is it's an educational space for like learning in a general abstract sort of way of like what social movements are about and like radical self-organization, but also learning from it, those experiences how to better adapt them to current context of things. so, where, if the social movement had social movements have might have failed in regards to like not understanding like racism or or like um, sexism and patriarchy really well or other social social hierarchies that exist and other forms of oppression, how can people better adapt them to the l- current context of things? That's one thing I really like about interference archive is finding like the beauties that have, that have happened within social movements, but also trying to learn from the mistakes that have happened into better things and to fight for a more equitable, non oppressive. Uh, world.
0: A huge thank you to Dane Michael for speaking with us for this episode. To learn more about the zines and mutual aid groups that Dane mentions in this interview, visit our show notes. You've been listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. The archive is collectively run and volunteered-powered, If you like what you heard today, consider making a donation to help keep the archive up and running. Just go to interferencearchive.org and click on Donate. From all of us at Audio Interference, thanks for listening.